once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a Hey, I'm Scott. Welcome to the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where each episode is an attempt to help you quickly understand and apply wisdom in all things, mind, body, and soul is where that would be. And hopefully today I've pulled together something bite-sized that will really help you out. In this episode, what to do when God makes you wait. It's important to remember or keep focused when God makes you wait. Eric Davis, he's a Navy SEAL sniper instructor, talking about beating distraction, being focused. He says, I was always amazed to watch them sit there. Flies crawling into their eyes, sweat burning their bodies as it seeped through their clothes and dried in layered cakes of salt. Pure misery and pure focus. The ones who progressed through the training were the ones who were able to remain completely focused on what really mattered while ignoring the things that would have to wait. As we're waiting, we want that kind of focus. We need to stay active when God makes us wait. A Navy SEAL sniper is probably the only person that could give God a run for his money in a staring contest. Nothing comes between the purpose and the prize. Giving any real consideration to emotion, desire, or physical need isn't an option. When God makes us wait, we too must lock on to what matters most while ignoring our nagging questions and lingering doubt, which multiplies the longer we wait and is further compounded when an answer is most urgently needed. But we'll also see that it is neither a solitary or sedentary endeavor. Brian Hedges said, Quietness without diligence can make us passive, lazy, negligent, and lead to escapism. But diligence without a quiet heart is just thinly disguised self-reliance. So here's what we need to do when God makes us wait. But first, let's understand why God makes us wait. Because I want to focus mainly on what to do while we wait. I will only highlight the consensus around the important reasons why God makes us wait. It's a necessary support of our maintaining the focus and endurance and our remaining active while we wait. If each of these were reasons measured by a meter, God is committed to moving us from where we are now to bearing the needle. So where are you on this particular dial? Keeping in mind why God makes us wait, one of those reasons is sanctification. Where are you on kind of the growth meter, the maturity meter? Are you down there lower on the milk side or are you more towards the meat side, really chewing good meaty food? That'd be the word of God. Secondly, another reason why God makes us wait, he's really testing our motives. Where are you on the my motives are true and pure meter? How about the faith meter? Where are you on the oh ye of little faith meter? Appreciation. Where are you on the I deserve this versus everything is a gift meter? How about patience? Where are you on the I'm a brat meter? Jim Butcher says, never having to wait is what makes us a brat. The next meter, intimacy and dependency on God. Where are you on the I am all in, I can't get any more in than this meter? And lastly, fit to receive his mercy or grace. Where are you on the God delays his mercy because you are unfit to receive it meter? So with those dials or meters in mind, it gives us a sense of why God has his weight, because depending on where your needle is, there's a ways to go before the needle is buried. So here's what to do while we wait. As you can see, there are some very good reasons for why God makes us wait. But what to do with that time? There's a line from the movie Facing the Giants that properly frames the approach to waiting. In the movie, the character's talking about preparing your fields. And he describes it this way. I heard a story about two farmers who desperately needed rain. 
and both of them prayed for rain. But only one of them went out and prepared his fields to receive it. Which one do you think trusted God to send the rain? So there are two approaches to waiting, passively or actively or expectantly. Waiting should be an active process. We should approach waiting with eagerness. Here are some suggestions for active waiting. First, be present and keep your eyes open. Staring toward the sky, waiting for an answer is not going to be good for anyone. Stop and love those around you. In other words, if you can't be working on what you're ultimately waiting for, then be useful to those around you. Second suggestion for active waiting, rehearse God's faithfulness. Part of our being so easily distracted is that we're taken away by the not-yet-answered questions. Reminding ourselves of God's past faithfulness can level the impatience. David Mathis says, Waiting on God is a regular refrain in the life of faith. It is an expression of the healthy heart's desire. O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. Isaiah 26.8 Few things will pass the time as effectively and richly as counting your blessings and naming them to God. Third suggestion, push the weight of faith back onto God. Our faith doesn't stay put, so check back frequently to see that it hasn't moved from where it should be on God to us. Again, Mathis says, move the weight of your trust off yourself where it keeps gravitating back to and consciously reorient it on God. The fourth suggestion, is this a crisis or an inconvenience? Confirm that you're asking about and waiting on a need, not a want. Lori Friedland says, when I'm frustrated that I'm not hearing from God, I ask myself if my petition is a want or a need. Fifth, get quiet. Like I mentioned before, we need to be actively swatting away those distractions that will get in the way of our waiting properly. Not the least of which is to put us in the best position to listen. Rick Warren says, when you get quiet, you can focus your mind on God and what he wants to say to you. John Owen, a 17th century pastor, said, we need quietness. This is the opposite of a fretful mind, a troubled, anxious heart. So get quiet. And lastly, remain faithful while you wait. In the same vein as was mentioned before, but even beyond our families, we need to remain faithful in doing right and doing good. Brian Hedges again says, Quietness does not mean passivity, lethargy, or spiritual sloth. Waiting also involves faithfully following the Lord in everything we know to be right. As the psalmist says, Wait for the Lord and keep His way. Psalm thirty-seven, thirty-four. Waiting can be one of God's most effective tools. The time can be just as prescient as the substance of His response. Indeed, the longer we need to wait, the more attentive we become. With our being properly active while we wait is when God goes to work. Don't waste the waiting. God doesn't. Just to be clear, I would not absolutely be offended at all whatsoever if you decided to pass this on to a friend or like 16. Encourage everyone you know to understand and apply wisdom in all things. Tell them to go to wisdominallthings.com.